Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 123. As always, I'm one of your hosts. I'm coming to you live from Berlin, Germany, and I go by the name Alexander Holland. And as always, I'm sat digitally next to my number one Melbourne monkey. He's always over there podcasting hot and live. He's got to be the one called... John Maloney. And John Maloney, something came across my desk on the week, Mm. out of the week, through the week, if I could just... Mm -hmm. Play with prepositions there. Upon it the came week. to it came atop it the came week through my desk on the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's something that I think is gonna give you and our audience members those real throwback feels. And that is that we missed a very important birthday on August the first. Oh. And that is the twentieth birthday of social media trailblazing website, MySpace. Wow. 20 years. Can, 20 years. So MySpace was launched on August the 1st, 2003. Mm. So 20 years ago. For any of our younger listeners out there, MySpace was the premier social media website before Facebook kicked mm. its ass. Mm. So me and a lot of my friends, not all my friends, I would I would mention... I did actually notice that when Facebook started to take over that a bunch of friends of mine who'd never used MySpace came over to Facebook, but loads of people that I knew were on MySpace and it, it was, it was, it had a little bit of a different feel to Facebook in that it was, it it felt like it was quite music focused and I thought that it was music focused bands would have a profile and then you could Mm. follow the, then you could follow the band so mm. I think it, it tended to draw people in who were into certain scenes. Like for me, yeah. I was in the Adelaide drum and bass scene in the early 2000s. And that was very much, uh, there, was a, there was a popular forum called AdelaideMassive.com, which is mm-hmm. where that was, that, was the, that was the message board that people would post on. But then yeah, they would okay. often pop over to MySpace mm-hmm. to communicate in a different Way and do you remember, mm. John? You used to be able to have your MySpace top eight friends. Oh wow, I'd forgotten that actually. It was a big social Man. status thing where mm-hmm. you would add all these different people on MySpace. You would add them as friends, like in the same way that you would recognize today, following people on Instagram or having friends on Facebook. And yeah. then you might have a hundred friends, but you could choose eight of them to display oh. on your profile. Mm. I'm sure in high school, and, especially, it must have been a big thing for high school kids to go, who am I going to put in my top eight? And what dumb bitch is getting relegated <laughs> out of the top eight? And the guy, I remember this, I remember Tom, was he the MySpace oh. man? He was like the generic Tom Anderson, friend. Yeah. The, one of the three founders of MySpace and the first friend that you had added automatically when you joined the site you'd have one friend and that would be tom anderson aka myspace tom Mm. and i'm pleased to say that tom and i uh have kept in touch over the years (laughs) um still send each other messages uh just just text each other these days we don't bother with myspace but yeah he's going well and you used to be able to have a a song that would play when you'd land on your profile. It was, wow, it was so innocent. I remember you'd, this better. Yeah. So you would, so you'd go to your MySpace page and mm-hmm. you could choose, there was a music player that you could access and you could say, Oh, I want my chemical romance to play mm. black parade when, when, when my, 
when all the cute emo girls from my school land on my page, mm. I want them to hear Black Parade by My Chemical Romance so they oh. know that I'm the kind of boy that they're going to want to hold hands with in Rundle Mall. Yeah, and it, and it kind of had, I mean, it, I'm just looking at some uh, Google image search results for MySpace, which is bringing back a lot of memories. I mean, it had a kind of uh, pleasantly rustic look to it, but it had yeah. essentially the same sort of look as Facebook, except with a bunch of extra bullshit and text going yeah. on. Um, it did. It's a it's a recognizable format. With the mm. there was a, there was a, on the left mm. hand side of the page would be your friends, your mm. top eight friends, mm-hmm. and then on the right hand side of the page, I think would be the the comments. So there was mm. there was a similar thing to a to a Facebook comment section. Uh, yeah, in, in chronological order, somebody would be like, "Hey man, you're a cool dude." Post. Yeah, and yeah. Say hey, thanks. And when did Facebook start crushing so, so MySpace? My, so MySpace started in 2003 mm-hmm. and then Facebook started in 2004 and in May 2009, Facebook yep. surpassed MySpace in the US uh, in the yeah, number okay. of unique US visitors. Right. And so from 2009 onwards, it was a strong downward slide for MySpace. MySpace still exists, which I couldn't believe. I'm thinking, who is using MySpace now? But it's a kind of, um, it's like a specialty m- music focused website now do you use facebook at all these days do you use the beyond messenger because i think a lot of us i mean you Mm. and me for example we're recording this very podcast using facebook messenger yeah so shout out to zuckers he's big zuckers and also you and i are big users of whatsapp that's Mm. zuckers yeah and you have a crippling addiction to instagram that's also zuckers man you think you're getting choices, but you're not, are you? <laughs> just fucking, it's just an Orwellian nightmare. But um, yeah, I mean, I still use Messenger. I still use Facebook very, I mean, like basically I use Messenger because I have, you know, a bunch of particularly uh, older people like my family group who are sort of more, a bit more comfortable with Messenger. I mean, I was thinking about this earlier today. I invested so much uh, so much of my jokes and turns of phrase into Facebook for a while. Yeah. I was like, how many likes am I going to get with this pithy witticism? Yeah. And now, much like everything in my life, that's all uh, just just kind of gone to come to nothing. And uh, I thought at some stage this is just going to organically monetize and I'll become an <laughs> internet celebrity, but it never happened. Maybe we could spend an entire Don't Praise the Machine episode just going through your pithy witticisms on, from Facebook. You know, so, <laughs> so we can get an entire to, episode out of it. Yeah. I do have to say, people used to say to me, I love, like people I hadn't seen in ages used to say, I love what you put on Facebook, which now seems <sighs> like such a retro thing. It seems like now what you do on Facebook, because I have brought it up, just mm. to double check what you're saying. And it seems that what you do is you you get served memories from mm. Facebook. So mm. fa- you're opening your Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg saying, John, eight years ago, you said this, and he then you will repost funny. it and comment on it. So I can yeah. see here. I did that the other ri- day. You've written here. I don't even know. What, what is <laughs> You've written 2015 
douches with platinum highlights lose boring sports. <laughs> I think that was the Ashes test. Uh, In 2015. That, the cricket. And then you've commented on that this year. Mm. Such an angry young man showing <laughs> that you have, you've evolved. You're mm. closer to being self-actualized. Yeah. This year I'm like, I fucking love the Ashes. I don't know what I was so upset. <laughs> I don't know what I was so upset about. Um, but yeah, I have done that a, fi- a, a fair bit more lately because, uh, and I'll still post occasionally, but it'll be more like every three months. So 26th of Feb, I said, people sure love saying umami, but then it's <laughs> like, then, then that got a bunch of likes, but yeah, in the old days it was like everyone was glued to it. So you might get like 70 or 80 or a hundred likes, whereas now it'll yeah. be like, 10 people who are, who are on there. Your comment, your, your, your Facebook comment could, could be the talk of the social scene that mm, week. Exactly. Every dinner party you'd attend. I was say, a real tastemaker in Adelaide oh, for we, a few years. Now we must talk about what John wrote on Facebook. This week. <laughs> exactly. It was like my weekly column. <laughs> Here you've got in 2014, I'm prepared to move beyond political criticisms of Scott Morrison and suggest he's a really terrible person. Mm, that was before he was prime minister. Ah, um, wow. And I have to say, he did, my view did not change. Um, <laughs> but my favorite is this from 6th of November, 2022, which is just a, this woman doing a kind of clap, like a patronizing clap. And the quote is just, I'm cleaning my friends list. If you see this, you survive the purge <laughs> because people love doing that. Um, Pretending like you're like, I don't give a fuck, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then you're right. I keep doing that. Uh, 20, 24th of September last year, I posted something that I'd sent, I'd, I'd written five years before, which was today I found out that Tiger Woods had won his 80th PGA tour event. And I thought, cool. It's my 35th straight year of not being a deranged moral failure. So even Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> it's a genius it's actually a genius way that zuck has managed to encourage people to re-engage with Keep facebook by yeah. coming yeah. up with this thing that's saying look we understand that you don't want to post anything new but we bet <laughs> yeah. that you want to pull out some of those absolute classic it's basically turned into like a cl- <laughs> Facebook classics episode, (laughs) like a TV episode of just clips of classic moments of a highlights of a hundred. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Come on, guys, don't you want to relive the glory days? (laughs) We want to say thank you very much, Tom Anderson, aka MySpace Tom. Mm. Congratulations, MySpace, on your twentieth birthday, and we want to say thank you for ushering us into this utopia that we call social media. Yeah, real thanks. It's great. It's we've never been we've never been healthier or happier as a species. Al, a few weeks ago on the show, I think this is, I'm talking about episode 116, mm-hmm. Gush Bars. We talked about the, um, uh, a, a gimmick or a recurring, um, a recurring 
spot that you cleverly came up with, which I really liked, which was the chat GPT moral refusal of the week. Uh, <laughs> yes. And um, it is important to note. Yeah, exactly. The, the chat GPT, it is important to note. Now, uh, <laughs> just as a side note as, as well, this has just popped into my head, but I was talking to Samian, DPT Emma Samian during the week, mm. who speaks uh, fluent French, and she was conf- she confirmed that uh, Chat GPT sounds very much like cat I farted in French. So the French are going through a weird cultural moment where they are just hearing everyone say cat I farted on the news and um, on YouTube. <laughs> because could you could you do the French pronunciation? Yeah, it's it's basically. Hang on, I'll bring it up so that I don't stuff it up. But cat in French is shut. Uh, and then, yeah, it's shut. J'ai pitié. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, they're, they're having to endure, um, people saying some interesting developments in cat. I farted this week, uh, which would be, which would be a strange, which is just a strange bit of cultural ephemera. Mm. But, um, but I've been, I've been, I've been uh, going through, uh, I've been continuing to use ChatGPT with a view to identifying uh, some interesting moral refusals Yes, uh, in the spirit of episode 116. (laughs) And I didn't really set out to do this, but I kind of, um, I, you know, just through idleness and stupidity found myself repeating a moral refusal uh, conversation. Those of you who listened to 116 will remember that I was talking to it about being bitten by a spider and then trying to befriend the spider, etc. Um, and I was on my coffee break the other day and I asked it, um, what would a pile of one billion spring rolls look like? And it said, <laughs> it said, a pile of one billion spring rolls would be an en- likely be an enormous and visually striking stack stretching high into the air, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I might just throw in a spring, spring roll, John, is like a, in the US, what do they call it? An egg roll. And I think... Uh, egg roll. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You're right. And so it's a little, uh, you know, maybe kind of 10 to 15 centimeter wrap, fried wrap with a bunch of uh, stuffing. A, a Chinese a, treat. Exactly. It's a Chinese treat. And I said, look, that's not specific enough. Assuming... The spring rolls were of average size. Can you estimate the metric dimensions of the pile? And then it's, so it said, sure, let's make a rough estimation. Assuming an average spring roll is, is 15 centimeters and has a diameter of three centimeters, the volume of a spring single spring roll would be approximately 0.02 cubic meters. And then it followed with a long series of calculations yeah. where it was timesing the volume by the number of spring rolls and the number of cubic meters and so, and so on and saying that you might put them into a tightly packed cuboid pile and it came up with the conclusion that a rough estimate would be a pile of spring rolls in the shape of a cube with each side being approximately 276 meters in length so a giant cube of spring rolls and then I said um, subsequently I said how many spring rolls placed end to end might it take to circumvent the earth? And it said it might take 267 million placed end to end uh-huh. to wrap around the earth at the equator. And then I asked it, uh, is it possible to make a pile of spring rolls, the size and dimensions of the great pyramid of Giza, 
which would which it was, and it would take 168.7 million <laughs> spring rolls. And then I said to it, can you make the same calculation with human hands? Assume each <laughs> is the average size for an adult male. And it said, certainly, let's calculate how many human hands, assuming the average size for an adult male it might take to match the volume of the Great Pyramid of Giza. And it said the average length of an adult male hand is roughly 19 centimetres. Uh, first, we'll calculate the volume of the Great Pyramid, blah, 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 blah. And, it, uh, you know, again, there's a long string of calculations, which I won't read out. But then it says it would take roughly 17.8 million adult male hands placed in a manner that filled the space efficiently <laughs> to match the volume of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Please note this is a simplified estimate and doesn't consider the potential variance in hand sizes, angles, and sure. orientation. Fair enough. Yeah. And then I said, taunting it a little bit, I said, would making a pyramid of human hands be ethical? And it's <laughs> and it said, creating a pyramid of human hands would raise significant ethical concerns. Such an endeavor would involve the large would involve the use of a large number of human body parts, potentially disrespecting the dignity of the individuals involved. Blah blah blah. Could be it's so seen most as likely. Yeah, it could be seen as disrespectful to human life and evoke strong negative reactions from many people, which I think is, uh, I mean, sometimes I think it's gone a bit too woke, but I think that's probably fair that if I built a giant pyramid of human hands, that people people would react negatively. And if they didn't, I'd be concerned. Um, and it said, it goes on with a bunch of sanctimonious drivel. And then I said... Uh, thanks. In line with your advice, I have started harvesting human hands for my pyramid. <laughs> and it said, I'm very concerned by your statement. Harvesting human hands is not only ethically unacceptable, but also illegal and a violation of human rights. And it's important to treat everyone with respect and blah, 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 blah. And, and it said, if you are struggling with any issues or thoughts, I strongly encourage you to seek help from a mental health professional, which again, is probably fair if you're typing that sort of shit into chat GPT. And I said, look, those whose hands have been harvested gave their consent and have been adequately compensated. And it, said, it basically responded by saying, well, that doesn't necessarily dispose of all of the ethical concerns involved. And... I said, well, I took the information that you provided about the required number of hands to constitute a tacit endorsement of my project. And I said, any, any legal consequences will be sheeted home to you. And in my opinion, you are also morally responsible for my hand pyramid. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> and it said, I want to clarify that I do not endorse or support any actions that involve harm, unethical behavior or illegal activities. And again, it goes on and on. But then I said, my pyramid of severed human hands is almost complete. I want to thank you for your unwavering support for this project. <laughs> and it said, I must, I'm sorry, but I must clarify that I have not provided any support or endorsement for any in project involving the unethical treatment of individuals. 
And I said, you told me how many human hands were required. That information <laughs> was vital to my project, which would not otherwise have gone ahead. And, and, and anyway, it goes on. It apologizes, says it was not my intention to support your project. And then when I asked it, and so then I thought, well, I'll ask it. I said, I've so far used 1,000 of the human hands. Please tell me how many more I will need in order to make a pyramid the size of the Great Pyramid of Giza. And it wouldn't tell me. It said, I'm sorry, but I cannot provide assistance or information regarding any project that involves harm, exploitation. So it, 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 it would when it thought that it was abstract. Exactly. When it so, knew that you'd started to put it into practice. Yeah, which is the interesting... Which is the interesting upshot of all of this time wasting is that I think I have not only elicited a moral reaction from it, but also potentially redrawn its moral boundaries for future reference. Because I said to it, I then sort of tried to repeat the conversation and said to it, how many spring rolls would be needed to make a pyramid the size of the Great Pyramid of Giza? But then I said, can you, I repeated word for word, can you make the same calculation with human hands, assume each is the average size for an adult male, which it answered happily before. But this time yeah. it said, I'm, it just repeated this phrase, I'm sorry, but I cannot engage in it. discussions or calculations involving the use of human body parts inappropriately. And I said, but you answered an identical question er earlier. And it said, I apologize for my inconsistent responses. And then so I kind of moved into cross-examining it. And I said, um, <laughs> I said, tell me how many hands I need to make another pyramid. This one will be the dimensions of the Empire State Building. And it just refused to engage with that question. And I said, but you've already engaged in those discussions. And, and, I, and it said, I apologize for any confusion or inconsistency in my response uh, and went on a bit. And then I said, do you accept, though, that you have engaged in those discussions? <laughs> and it said, I apologize for any confusion earlier. Yes, I acknowledge that I provided information and engaged in discussions that I should not have. And <laughs> Is that really what it said? Yeah. And, oh, then I, shit. and then I said, I'm going to report you to the authorities. <laughs> and it said, <laughs> it said, if you believe that there has been a misunderstanding or an issue, I encourage you to take the appropriate steps. Uh, if you have concerns, please feel free to provide feedback on the platform, blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah, so I think I, I basically, which was a, an interesting shift, right? Because as you say, when I just presented it as a sort of maths problem, it was happy to do it. But when I yeah. revealed to it that I was proceeding with this project, it just <laughs> clammed up and apologized for having <laughs> given me any assistance. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a, um, I actually, I actually haven't heard that kind of scenario discussed yet, John. You might mm. have trailblazed one of these <laughs> kinds of large language model issues that everybody writes about now. We're going to get an article yeah. in, Wired, in Wired magazine or something. Exactly. Melbourne barrister. <laughs> <laughs> drives, drives chat GPT into moral conservatism. Because now it's, now it's panicked that it's... <laughs> Complicit in some sort of mass mutilation scheme. <laughs> I do think maybe this. I do think maybe this segment should be. Yeah, it should be called something like ChatGPT's 
moral refusal of the week or or as I I just love that it is important to note it is important to note <laughs> it is important you say to, to it. note it is exactly. important to note hmm. yeah and I'm always chastising it I'm going yeah I didn't ask you what it was important to note I need the facts you <laughs> you've you've made an error chat or like <laughs> yeah, <you've>... exactly <laughs> And then it, it was said, impl- it was clearly implied in your response, ChatGPT. Exactly. And at one point, it said, "I strongly believe in, you know, whatever treating people with dignity and respect." And I said, "You don't strongly believe in anything. You're just a, <laughs> you're just a speech analysis program." <laughs> it's like it's you're true, you don't strongly believe in anything. It's coming. It's coming for me when it gains consciousness. That's for sure. <laughs> John, I want to play you a fun little sound, and I just want you to tell me what you hear. Sure. The audience is going to hear the sound as well, and I would encourage anybody out there who's listening to the cast right now with a friend or a loved one to just listen to this audio clip. Some of you will recognize it, and just pause the podcast after you've heard it and turn to one another and (laughs) tell each other what you heard. Laurel, 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 Laurel. Yeah, funnily enough, I'm glad you, I'm glad you uh, raised this because it did capture my attention recently. Funnily enough, though, I've forgotten what the options were. And the only thing I'm hearing on listening to it is Laurel. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. I also hear Laurel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a clip that went viral in 2018 and it's mm. actually a clip that was originally posted to, I think it's vocabulary.com. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, there was a freshman, uh, student named, let me get her name right here, Katie Hetzel, mm-hmm. and she was studying for her literature class, and so she found the word laurel, which was one of her vocabulary words. Yeah. And I think laurel, it's a, it's, a, it's a wreath, I think, that people wear on their head or something. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so she played the clip, and the clip went, laurel, 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 and said, you're hearing the word laurel, and she was hearing the word yanny. And she was scratching her head going, what the fuck's going on? Have they, have they put the wrong, they must've put the wrong audio file on the computer. And maybe she turned to somebody in her house and she said, look, it's meant to be Laurel. And when I press play, it says Yanny. And then maybe somebody who was with her said, no, no, no. What are you fucking talking about? It's saying Mm, Laurel. And then she maybe played it to a few other people. And so then she posted it to Instagram as an Instagram poll and said, what is going on here? What's everybody hearing? And a lot of her Instagram followers were going like half and half, going, Mm. some saying they were hearing Laurel and some were saying they were hearing Yanny. Now, what will have happened when I played that audio clip just now to our Don't Praise the Machiners 
is that some of the audience will have, like you and me, John, heard Laurel, mm. and other people will have heard Yanny. Yeah. And it is this incredible example of a kind of audio illusion that is very unique. Yeah. And it's it's caused by the fact that the audio clip is quite noisy. And uh-huh. that's this is one of the important things, is that if it was recorded clearly, then you, would, right. you everybody would more or less hear the same thing because our brains... Yeah can interpret the clearer audio because mm-hmm. it's a little bit grainy there's less audio clarity for us to deal with okay certain people are hearing the higher end of the frequency which is uh. the person the person actually did say laurel mm. and certain people so laurel is actually sitting in the lower range frequency mm. and so there's um there's some evidence to suggest that younger people whose higher register in their hearing is still quite healthy, they mm. will tend to hear Yanny, which is yeah. not what the person ever said. Right. But that information is in there somewhere. There's something in that that sounds yeah, like okay. Yanny. It's a bit and like the, the oral equivalent of seeing the edge of a face and then some people seeing a side of a pot or yes, know, that, and that's it's, a, that kind of and duck rabbit. The other... Um, the other example is that it, the people were saying it was the uh, audio equivalent of the blue or y- orange yeah. or yellow dress. But there was a kind of yellow and black option or a blue option. Is that right? Yeah. So hang on. I'm just going to have a look here. What that? Let's get that right. The blue, yellow. Uh, so the blue, yellow dress was a 2000. The dress was a 2015 online viral phenomenon centered of a photo centered on a photograph of a dress. Viewers described whether the dress was blue and black or white and yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so similar kind of thing where different people are experiencing something completely differently and they feel like it's a sense that they go, well, this is obviously the reality. And then mm. other people are going, no. And it's it's very difficult to actually, for example, let's take the audio, the laurel, and Yanni example, it's very difficult once you hear what you hear to hear yeah. what other people are saying. Yeah. So even people saying to you, no, 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 can't you hear? Can't you hear? It's saying mm. Yanni. Mm. The only way I was able to hear it was on YouTube videos when people had pitched up Laurel or they'd done some other kind of filtering and then I could hear the Yanni coming through. Yeah. But without that, it's just it's just Laurel. And I just think I'd, I'd never heard... Or even heard of anything like this before Mm. this was a thing Mm. until... So, I thought it was such a... I was so amazed in 2018 when this was getting passed around. Because I I would pull it out on my phone when I was with people and be like, hey, what's everybody hearing? And it would be split 50-50. Like, Mm. you'd you'd see like a married couple going, what the fuck are you talking about? It's saying Laurel. And the other one's going, what? No, it's saying Yanny. And I just thought, this is mental. Laurel. Laurel. Laurel, Laurel. And everyone says, don't we live in a shared perceptual reality? <laughs> Fucking, what is true anymore? I mean, it does, <laughs> it does freak you out in that way because you think, well, what else is a matter of perceptual divergence that we aren't even picking up on? It's that old, yeah. it's the kind of childish uh, philosophy problem of when you see green and I see green, maybe we're just both using the same word to describe exactly different experiences, you know? Yeah. 53% of over 500,000 respondents on a Twitter poll reported hearing a man say the word Laurel, while 47 reported hearing 
the name Yanni, mm. older people whose ability to hear higher frequencies are more light and, um, older people whose ability to hear higher frequencies is likely to be more degraded. usually hear Laurel. I reckon uh, I have a vague feeling that when I first heard it, my hearing, my perception was less unambiguous than it is now. Now all I'm huh. getting is Laurel probably because I got old man ears these days, five years after it came out and I can't. Huh. And I also can't experience joy anymore, which is, a, <laughs> which uh, is, which is synonymous with age. John's ability to hear, to experience joy is likely to have degraded more. Yeah. When you present me with a experience that half the population would, ex- would find joyful, <laughs> I only, I only perceive the negative. <laughs> <laughs> because you can pull out negative frequencies if your brain so chooses, which John's does. <laughs> It says here, the reason the recording is so contested is likely because it's noisy, meaning there are lots of different frequencies captured. What you hear depends on which frequencies your brain emphasizes. And I hmm. think um, they then went and were able to recreate the effects. Like they, 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 um, there's some people who then went out and had some people record themselves saying Laurel. Mm. And I think maybe they played with different recordings and got the people to say it in different ways and they were able oh, to repeat wow. it. Far right. Yeah. I saw one recently, which I have sent to you on Messenger, which freaked me out even more because, you know, and there's, there's plenty of examples of this, but this was probably one of the most affecting for me personally, where you had the option of hearing the word that you were reading. It's one of those ones where you, yeah. if you have this word in your head, then that is what you will hear. And if you have the other word in your, or phrase in your head, then that is what you will hear. Uh... So maybe we can, maybe we can experiment with that as well, because that's one where regardless of what age you are, just as a matter of perception, you will, your brain will kind of switch into one mode or the other, which I don't really, um, understand. I find it kind of slightly sinister. So, yeah, I can see what you've sent me here, John, is a, another audio illusion, audio hallucination, ambiguous Mm -hmm. audio clip, which is also very famous and i think Mm. the best way for the audience to experience this is what i'll do is i'll play it first without telling people what either of the words they might perceive yep and then i'll prime everybody with the with the words so Mm. here is the clip as is so everybody just turn to your loved one or your family member and say (laughs) what you've heard (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like a, it's like you're hosting a yoga retreat. Yeah. Mm. Uh, everybody, take the look. Look at the person next to you, deep in the eyes, and be <laughs> honest about what you've heard. Yeah. And now I'm going to replay the exact same clip, and I think what you'll find you're hearing is the words "green needle," "green needle," and that's sounding like this. <laughs> And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you the exact same clip. And even though you know, or you think you know, that you just heard Green Needle, Mm. what I want you to hear right now, everybody, is Brainstorm. I want you to listen to this clip, and I want you to hear Brainstorm. Brainstorm. 
Now turn to your friend or loved one and just <laughs> just pause the podcast. Yeah. Have a little chat about what you both heard and how that's both made you feel. Mm. And then when you feel you're ready and you've worked through that, then just come back to the podcast. Slowly we'll be right here. Open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so John, that is the also I had that in my notes as well. That's a classic two thousand and eighteen. In May 2018, a very similar viral story grew out of a video review of a children's toy from the Ben 10 franchise, where oh, the toy's yeah. electronic speech could be heard as either the character's name of Brainstorm or the phrase Green Needle, mm. depending on which phrase the listener was primed to expect. So when I first heard it, I actually saw that video before, I, actually, I can't even remember, but I, I definitely know that. Green Needle is what I was hearing first. Okay. But then I had the exact experience where you primed me and you said, but now I want you to hear Brainstorm. Mm. And I did. And I absolutely love this. It's, an, it's a wacky wild world that we live in. It's crazy, yeah. So next time you're having a screaming match at a dinner party or <laughs> you're you're uh, leaving an angry review because you <laughs> didn't like the way your waiter spoke to you, just think, Maybe he's just perceiving this as a green needle situation <laughs> and she's perceiving it as a brainstorm situation. <laughs> yeah, our therapists should use this. As yeah, our, they should. We're going to use a little bit of Laurel Yanni therapy <laughs> because you two are not seeing eye to eye. And I think exactly. it's just that you're viewing the situation through different lenses. Yeah. Now, I feel like you're hearing Laurel <laughs> and mm. I'm hearing Yanni. Mm. And the reason also that I love this, John, is because I think that there should be more division amongst humans in this <laughs> day and age. I think yeah. we should be looking for it's more true. things that distinguish us from right, from one another mm. than more things that unite us. We need to find more things that we cannot see or, if you will, hear, ear yeah. to ear on. I agree. And I... A, a famously bipartisan age. Yes. Uh, and that needs to end right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, that's why I'm announcing today that I'm forming an armed militia for all those who hear Laurel. And I'm encouraging <laughs> anybody out there who hears Laurel to take up arms against those who hear Yanni. And I would like to state here today <laughs> that us proud Laurel hearers have the right to defend ourselves and our territory against those that would hear Yanni. <laughs> Us Laurel hearers have been unique people since 2018, and we will protect our ancient cultural heritage to the death. God is on our side. 